It's Monday. Hello and welcome to the Snicks Cast. I'm David and with me today are Mandy Gelsma and George Alexander. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Hello. Hello. And this week we are going to be talking about creating your own home library of games for your personal collection. Guys, have at it. We're going to create a home collection. What is? What are the key things that you're going to want to be putting together when you're doing this? Well, first you have to put together the Calyx from Ikea. Uh-huh. Because every <laughs> Snakes and Latte employee eventually gets a Calyx from Ikea or Expedit, whichever version is actually the most current one. Yes, I think Calyx is still right. current. Okay. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know uh, the Ikea branding, that's K-A-L-L-A-X. Uh, and it's the perfect fit for almost every standard board game box. Those are great, but I just happen to have the cheap one from the department store. I think it was $30 or whatever, and it does the trick. Um, I don't have a ridiculously huge collection, but uh, you know, sometimes you just got to make do with what you got. And too, it, right? I feel like as soon as I started, I like slow points during my shift, I would wander over to retail and be like, what am I going to buy now? Now that I work at Snakes and now that I know games... And like you, you, I already then started like, okay, but what am I actually going to play with people versus what do I love but just going to like sit yeah, there? That's huge because uh, I have a habit of buying games that I love to play and I probably have a dozen of those that I none of my friends want to play. <laughs> and more so, I find more often than not, I'm sitting around with some more a random collection of people that aren't all gamers and uh, you have to find some stuff that works for everybody that's there, everybody that's present. And that is a huge part of... Uh, having a good game collection is something for everybody. I think my first like was probably Catan. That might have even been prior to me working at Snakes. Because it's like, everyone is like, hey, do you know board games? It's a cool hobby that's coming back. Everyone always yeah. busts out Catan. Um, and another of the couple beginner ones was Gloom. Because the the cards were beautiful and I like the narrative elements of it. And probably Kamasato randomly as well, also made an appearance. Because I don't have a lot of people over at once, so I have a lot of two players. Right. Um, for me, I kind of kept uh, board games like my, my, my secret hobby for so long. <laughs> but I realized more and more people wanted to play when I'd be home for Christmas or whatever. And like uh, my mom's friend was like, I just got Taboo. Do you guys want to play it with me? And we'd, like, we'd pull out these games. And I'm like, you guys like board games too? And it's not exactly my go-to kind of genre. But you know, before you know it, we have everybody collected around the living room, having a good time, laughing. And then it's sort of like, what else can we play? And then you know, somebody's digging through the closet, pulling out you know whatever. But um, th- those accessible games that work for everybody are yeah. really good. Because I find uh, people may be perfectly capable of playing certain games, but trying to pitch it to them, you see their face sort of turn yeah. like a dog, and you're like, oh no, I'm losing them, but I know you're going to love it. So like, I like to have a couple of gateway games that I know they're going to be comfortable with, yeah. and then like the next step game, and I'm like, well, you yeah. guys really like this one, you're going to like Can't Stop. It's yeah. just rolling dice and making fun yeah. of each other, and that one's also in my game collection. And we were talking about uh, Vegas as well on, oh, on Vegas, the dice yeah. rolling train. Uh, another great one that I feel like you can pull out with any group. And before you know it, people are just having a hoot. My mother doesn't think she can play board games, but she's huge into Canasta and Yahtzee. So if I can right. frame a game like Yahtzee, which um, Las Vegas, you can easily kind of compare them. I'm like, right. oh, no, no, it's super easy. We're just doing this thing. And then we do this thing. Like right. not even like I don't even teach it to her in a regular way. I just sort of like start playing and she gets it. 
So, like, having those ones in there helps. So, I think there's an actually, there's a really good uh, sort of starting point for somebody. Uh, what is it about Vegas that makes it so good for this? Because here, here's the kind of game that, as you say, someone who says they don't play board games can play. Yeah. And I would say, personally, from my experience, that having games in your collection that fit that bill yes. of anybody can pick this up and not screw up. Yeah. and play the game well is so important. I think dice rolling is great for that because yeah. so much of it's luck. But right. what is it about Vegas that makes it so good for that particular group? Mm-hmm. Obviously, apart from... You've, you've already said the Yahtzee-type mechanic, but... Yeah, well, I think a, like a, a brief rule set, you know, when your turn comes around, when you have, like... Vegas especially, you just roll dice at the start of your turn. You don't have and to decide about how many you're rolling or where you have to move or... The mechanics are comforting because yeah. it's not like your first co-op and you're like I've never done this before yeah. I'm nervous or even worker placement if you're just used to it's being my turn I roll a thing I put a thing yeah. that's comforting yeah. the same way that trouble is and it's an expansion of Parcheesi of any of the circle and cross games yeah. um, and like it also like with Can't Stop Again there was a, a staff member who was uh, our executive chef for a while adamant never played board games but like dice and like weight like um odds and stuff like that so um the kind of like odds of getting certain things and like wagering on it really appealed to him and all of a sudden everyone was like wow you got you got him to sit down and play a board game yeah another thing i think that game does well is it gives that moment of power when you like you roll the perfect roll or whatever which is just going to happen um, every once in a while. And it gives, like, even somebody that's not great at the game, they'll have those moments oh, where right. yeah, like, they'll feel I like, I did perfect, look at me. And I'm so like, good at this. Yeah. Because there's an intimidation factor when it comes yeah. to, like, more of the strategy games yeah. with, like, oh, I have a bunch of options. What if I pick the wrong one and everyone makes fun of me? But and that's that the problem happens. that a lot of people have against board games is, like, with chess, everybody's got a friend that played chess growing up. Like, come play chess with me. And then they just proceed to beat you and yeah, th- like where's ten the... turns, so and it's you... like I don't want to do that again. So definitely luck. I think luck in there is a great uh, section to start out your game library with because yeah. you'll be able to attract more of your friends to actually play them if you don't have a lot of gaming friends. Exactly. And do we think there's something here to be said as well? Because I noticed one of the things that uh, Mandy you touched on at the beginning of uh, after I finished my question was talking about this concept of things, the um, old games that you can point reference to. I mean, there's something in that, right? If you can say this is like Mancala, this is like Yahtzee, this is like whatever it happens to be, you're going to be able to pull people in much more easily because they get it in a way that they might not get something with complicated contemporary board game rules, right? Yeah, yeah. So having a lot of games that are like next steps and then you can get them into the the Catans and then an easy uh, leap from that is uh, Ticket to Ride or their first tile placing and like I like I have Carcassonne in my collection because like again like my friends are like oh I'm not into board games and I'm and we're probably gonna end up talking I'm like oh let's just play a nice relaxing Carcassonne I'll explain this like the scoring complications later yeah just build a map kind of thing. Um, Ticket to Ride, it's funny you brought that up because I find that's like the perfect one to just almost blindly compare other heavier, more games to. Like, oh yeah, you'll like this. It's just like Ticket to Ride. Like, get them to play Ticket to Ride once and then you can just compare almost any other light game. Yeah, it's, so, that's, it's a, a very good like gateway game because it's got some different mechanics they're not used to, but then all the other ones you want to compare it to, yeah. they're like, oh, I've played Ticket to Ride. Yeah. I like that one. And that scoring ring around the board. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> coming. Be like, oh, this game's got one of those too. You know, you'll like it for It's sure. completely different in yeah. every other way, but it's got a scoring track. They're yeah. like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think the last thing I, I just like to bring up, and I hope you don't mind me prompting you guys here, but theme, I think, as well, because you talk about having Carcassonne in your collection, which I think is an excellent choice. I don't have Carcassonne. I do have Star Wars Carcassonne. Mm. And you can pull people in with games that have a theme. And they're, they're not always good. Like, there's a lot of themed uh, franchise right. games that are terrible. Something that attaches a theme people are familiar with. Any game, there's. We were talking about this in superheroes a few weeks ago. There's not enough MCU games out right now, given how popular the MCU is, that are not terrible knockoffs. Yeah. But if you could do like an MCU Carcassonne or something like that, it would pull people in in a way that it wouldn't otherwise, right? So I feel like a couple of them could be a good idea. Yeah. Well, um, trying to pitch Love Letter, even as beautiful and simple as it is, just so people are like, "Oh, this doesn't sound fun." But as right. soon as you tell them it's Archer themed. Yeah. And the little tokens are dolphins. They're like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Or even a game that's not a necessarily like a theme tacked on, but something like Marrying Mr. Darcy, where you're like, well, we're trying to uh, attract attributes to make people propose to us or else we'll die alone. And they're like, yeah. that can be a board game. That sounds awesome. And you're like, yeah. And it's just set collection and push your luck. That's something I... I- Deception is one of my favorites to show my non-gamer friends right now yes. because I just like it's a murder mystery, guys. We're just gonna figure out who's done it, you know. And it's just a classic concept that anybody can get in like a few, you know, who done it. Yeah, or even like Real. resistance. Like my non-gamer friends, like we're like we're gonna just accuse people of horrible things for about twenty minutes, and then try and figure out who's trying to portray <laughs> us. And for them, they didn't think that that could be a board game. And it's yeah. also a great thing to have in your collection in general. Okay, well, with that, I think there's a nice, interesting introduction into the sort of base level of board games that you might want to create to attract anybody. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to rejoin you, and we're going to talk about some of the more sort of gateway games that are, uh, or the next stage games that take you beyond these easy access into the hobby and more to the hobby itself. Uh, so join us on Wednesday when we talk to you about that. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.